Hello, this is George Romero, and you're listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Time to settle in for another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas with your hosts, Aaron, Jeff, and Nathan. You gotta be fucking kidding. We're glad to be back again with the uh, continuation of our Georgia Romero coverage of the Dead series. Uh, In this one, we're going to take off with the 1978 awesome, awesome film, Dawn of the Dead. Um, This film, I mean, this film really, really fucking... Yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> this one really takes me back. Go to that sweet spot, bro. Um, clamshell days, VHS. Oh man, I can still. Uh, I, can I still like s- that pause just for clamshell. Yeah, I can just. You can smell it. There's a love in the air. That's there's not a, what I smell. There's a hope in the room. When I reached for this cassette and I took it home. Um, young Jeff was treated to probably one of the greatest of the greatest of zombie films. It's the, um, I don't know. We'll get more into it, obviously, throughout the episode. But for me, when I sat down with this uh, film, it wasn't your run-of-the-mill zombie stuff that we're kind of used to. It wasn't really anything on par that you're used to, even if you were a fan of the original, obviously, uh, the, the Black and White Night of the Living Dead. This was pretty much... Uh, the magic of what two great artists coming together like Argento and Romero would later be known for as, you know, godfathers of horror and stuff like that. But also you're jumping from black and white into color now. Yeah. You go, you go, that's, that's two different genres. We know how much you love black and white movies. Oh, I love the original Night of the Living Dead because it was black and white. But this, for me, it was just like... Um, it was a big transition. No, it was a huge transition, I guess, just in, invoking um, true artistic story within a horror genre. I don't think... The genre was ever given that kind of love until much, much later, like um, 1980, The Shining and stuff, or 79, mm-hmm. The Shining. I mean, this guy, I think Ramiro was doing something that was uh, was a turning of the time. It was like he was actually creating drama within a horror genre, but doing it to the artistic purposes of making a, a great film, almost like the godfather of horror films. What were you? Where, when, when did you get your uh, cherry pop uh, on this film? With this one, this was 2000 and two because i bought this and day of the dead in two pack cool on dvd gotcha and uh the day that had that cool uh like flip cover we had bubble on the front and everything but they came with this one and uh <clears throat> that's how i originally watched it was just i didn't have a clamshell but i had the dvd like that original i guess cut on dvd yeah and you're uh, still using your hand I am still. <laughs> I'll, my, I'll keep both above the table now. Three thumbs on the table. Three thumbs on the table. It does. It's, it is laying on the table. Spread them. Spread them. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's a good. No, I said good uh, uh, twin pack. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a good twin pack. Uh, yeah, I got it at Best Buy. I think I paid twenty bucks for it. Sweet. Because it was it was a, it was a new release, and I saw it and like, fuck yeah, that's a good zombies. Heck yeah, man. So. That was, that, was, that was my uh, first experience with it. And I'm waiting for like Scream Factory or somebody to get their hands on Dawn of the Dead. We, we've already gotten a Scream Factory release of Day of the Dead. There are some things coming from Scream Factory soon. Oh, so yeah. that might be one of the titles. I hope so. 
Uh, Nate, buddy? Shit. Uh, I was a kid. I don't remember the exact age. You don't remember the year or the time? Nah, it was probably around 13, 14. Was it winter solstice? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I remember seeing it and like you know Ken Foray and David M G and and uh, Courtney Love. Uh, it really, <laughs> All right, really applied to you got some what Courtney I Love like. in there. Oh yeah, that that chick is a mess. So, no. so like was it clamshell or was it the stolen VHS? Or was no, it, it, was rent, or? it was rent from Hastings. Uh, yeah. These what is this Hastings rented. thing? I I never heard. You never Hastings. heard Hastings? I never okay. had one around. Hastings what is was Hastings? the. Baddest ass fucking store that they had. Like CDs. It, it was CDs, books, video. Uh, fuck, they sold. It was like the Barnes and Noble back then, yeah, but it was almost it, to a level of like almost Sam Goody, but better. Well, yeah, we, it was we better had something like Sam that Goody. called Media Play over here. No, no, this well, you could rent from Hastings. Though. That was the could, difference. Yeah, you could rent from Media Play too. Certain titles, Dude, they, they, a certain section. They no, they from. had like cool. a fucking mall of uh, rentals, like VHS. I mean, fucking. I haven't been there since DVDs came out, but you know, they had like this fucking like Walmart style of, of rentals. They had a huge section of uh, shit that you could buy, you know, movies that okay. you could buy. Okay. And then they had a fucking huge, like the center was all music. That's where you'd go and get your Nirvana or, or in my case, uh, Prince. Uh, no, not Prince. I right, never sure listened to Prince. Or Prince. Or was it I was say, I was like, come on. It was Hanson. It was the Cranberries. Hey, oh man, I've been listening to Cranberries. Cranberries, right? Cranberries, zombie. No, um, it was a. Remember the video with Elijah Wood in it? It's a she did, crickets, crickets, the, cran, crickets. the Cranberries did this one music video with Elijah Wood in it, and I was just like, man, it just stuck out in my head one day, and I YouTubed it, and then I was like, fuck it, I went and downloaded like the uh, greatest hits of Cranberries. And was it like it. for the the movie uh, The Good Son? Mm, no. Okay, it was just some linger dreams. It wasn't that. It was like it was like late Cranberries, I guess. Um, late Cranberries? I don't know. Yeah, the track was like uh, difficult things or. I don't know. It's in the it's in the fucking song. Well, and then <laughs> like, <laughs> so Hastings also had like this huge equal side that was all like books, and it was fucking okay. cool books like uh, automotive how to nice. <laughs> nice kitchens how to great transition. <laughs> it was all good really stuff. Home Depot. Do you remember the, the remember the Sears uh, books that would come out with the guy with the flannel shirt and be like how to fix your how to caulk your fucking bathtub? Yes, it was old school. The guy had like a black and red fucking like flannel. Beard, real home improvement. Again, kind of I, I don't know about Hastings. Yeah. So How to I'm fix your dishwasher? No, punch the bitch twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing about Media Play I like is that they got a lot of the old school graphic novels that you can't find. Like I picked up the Creep Show graphic novel there, and they had it there for a while. They had a Godzilla Arc book that you couldn't get anywhere else. Nice. Uh, a lot of just hard to find trades and graphic novels they had there. No, oh, so, speaking of, uh, I just went to D- Dimension Comics. Eighth Dimension. Seabrook. Oh, okay. okay. Dude, they have like an entire section devoted to horror. Yeah. Like they had your comic that you just picked up that Halloween. Which one? The the Halloween that you posted on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I don't have price books yeah. when you got yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they have like a shit ton of Nightmare or Evil Dead and whole night. You sent me one that was like, it was a picture of uh, Evil uh, Dead versus Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I don't know what the hell is going on with all the Hitler things coming back, but there's like six comics. Well, that Trump is Hitler. running for president. So. I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm voting for him. <laughs> hey, now we're a true. You're OKKK. I ain't picking no fucking lying broad. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Now, Back we're, to the now we're a true heart. <laughs> Kodos has my vote. Yeah. No. You pencil that in, buddy. No, the wife likes something on Facebook. It was a picture of uh, 
um, House Ramses or something like that of uh, Game of Thrones, and then it was uh, Joffrey. And I was like, yes. <laughs> it's like, but this is pretty much our election. Yeah. It's like these two evils from uh, Game of Thrones, which yeah. was just. Who do you give the nukes to? I don't know. You give it to the one that likes America. Yeah. yeah. That's right. my thing. You know. um, I'm waiting for my Canadian passport to come in the mail. Wow. Canadian passport? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be at TIFF next year. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Inter- International Film Festival. <laughs> yep. I'm joining the Astron 6. God damn it. No. Jeff, Jeff finally becomes a hockey fan mm-hmm. up there in Canada. Good day. Eh? You like hockey? <laughs> yep, I drink pop. He will too. now. <laughs> he just told me a few days ago how he's just a through and through Texan. Yep. He's a through and through Canuck. I'm going to make uh, <laughs> the best goddamn Texas barbecue in fucking Canada. <laughs> well, you know what the benefits are is you're going to be the only one up there with like the last name Garcia. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. Different. Oh, man. You like <laughs> you like lavender soap? <laughs> well, you you be, like the taste of dick? You know how like Tex... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be fucking Ajax? Come to the house of Garcia. <laughs> just change it to Garcia. It's French. My fucking banner will just be a taco. <laughs> A Taco Bell, a Doritos Locos Taco, Family Crest. Welcome to Castle Garcia. Castle Garcia, oh. Doritos Loco Taco on the front, uh, burrito on the back. It'd be awesome. It's gonna be cool. I can't imagine it. <laughs> Don't it's, try. Instead of like Tex-Mex, it actually would be Mexican Canada. Yeah. No, no, Mexican Mexican Canada. Oh man, it's gonna be awesome. Eh? Now the the vineyard in Garcia, the Merkin Vineyard. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, watch out, Canada! <laughs> Here I come! Literally, Here come that means two things, people. <laughs> Canadians, that means two things. Here I come! Fuck! <laughs> All right, back into the dawn of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't terrifying enough for you, so you, you like Hastings? You like media play? I just went to your mom and pop video shop. Where I no, you just went on. to your mom video shop? Huh? <laughs> what a zinger, people! What a zinger! Uh, this is giving you an insight of what we're into you know, for tonight. Whoa, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> man, it's, it's, it's so funny. Like Nathan's rubbing his nips. <laughs> oh man, his engine's rubbed. Up. I'm always rubbing my nips. <laughs> Back to the fucking episode. You know, like, I went to a concert recently. And this guy had like a knot top, mm-hmm. and this one guy next to me goes, "Man, that guy's knot top so small. It looks like frozen nipples on top of his head." Oh man. Stay thirsty, my friend. <laughs> You're going to need to with those fucking jokes. <laughs> you will. <laughs> All right, so we go back to Dawn of the Dead. Top knot. <laughs> man bun. <laughs> man bun? Oh, Ralph going to the Wait, does he have a man bun now? He sometimes does. Well, but he's, he's Asian, though. He's like a samurai. He's got a fupa or something like that. <laughs> 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 but, it, but it works for Ralph. He's like his samurai heritage, you know, from Japan or oh, China or Vietnam, he's wherever Filipino. he's from. He's Filipino. <laughs> he's a giant ass Filipino. I know. When he told me he's Filipino, I was like, "You're fucking not Filipino. You're Samoan. You're too tall. I refuse to fucking Samoan. He's <laughs> six foot three, for God's sakes. The big boy. <laughs> yeah, I got it wrong. But drink your milk, baby. Okay, top knot into Courtney Love into the frozen nipples. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> 
I don't know what we're here to do. <laughs> I don't know either. I think we just lost like five listeners. Nah, they're still here. Gone. They're interested in frozen nipples and top knots and well, Jeff four Canadians all over Canada. We lost those. <laughs> we lost our Canadian audience. Damn it! No, they're there. They're, they're, they're like, building hey, no, Jeff. no, they're building walls. Preparation for no, Jeff. No, they're cool, man. They're like, welcome, man. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> come on. They got preparation, Jeff. Coming up there, so they're they're making defenses. God, French Canadian Mexican mix. That would be a fucked up breed. We, we call it Jersey. <laughs> Red, white, never <laughs> blue, sometimes brown. We call it Queens. <laughs> Red, white, and Pepto. That's what they call it. Oh, I'm going to turn into Tina Belcher. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and like that, Nathan just came again. Oh, <laughs> man. It was good. Spick and span. All right. It was good. And we nosedive into the crowd. <laughs> all, all, all three thumbs are laid out, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're, we're showing them off. <laughs> chop it off. Let's go back. Get into the movie. Choppy, choppy. This movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> it, 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 it's not terrible. It is a classic. But there's some of the worst fucking acting and shots in this uh, thing that I wanted to point out um, the <laughs> helicopter guy uh, Flyboy fly boy, he fucking annoys the shit out of me a great example of terrible acting is when he's in the this field movie? they're gassing up the fucking uh, helicopter and like he's getting attacked by a zombie he drills it in the head with a hammer he runs over this other zombie and just like throws his arm like a fucking clothesline <laughs> eat shit it's just like what is this guy doing it was fucking I had to say that right off the bat before I forgot because that is to, to his defense this was not his first movie it's not I don't know I'm just making shit up right now no. well I know he only did like two movies really this yeah, is probably uh, his final movie <laughs> David Imagey uh, let's see he was known for this and bump, bump, Basket bump, Case bump, 2 bump. Pure image. Again, another. Oh, he had twelve years in between each movie. Oscar-winning classic. Basket Case Two. I was being sarcastic. Oh well, it's, it's good... Basket Case Two. Come on, you've got Aaron little puppets. It. You got little puppets having sex on top of people. Uh, Aaron owns it. I guarantee it. Screen no, actually, release. I don't. I don't have that. You liar. No, I don't. Because <laughs> it's because I can't find a a set a box set yet for that. Oh, he needs the whole thing. <laughs> I need. He's a completionist. I'm a. I am a completionist. <clears throat> Um, the movie opens with Galen Ross uh, passed out on uh, Galen. <laughs> she's passed out on the wall, and she kind of wake up, uh, wakes up to this chaos going on in this TV uh, conference room area, and they're kind of you know delivering these special messages about what's going on in the uh, current situation with the dead taking over and coming back and all that stuff. I thought the film is like. I don't I could pick, but I don't with this film because I guess the story is so damn strong. I mean, when you look at the level of things that were to come in the zombie eras, um, this was pretty much the highest note you know, to be struck because, I mean, they accommodated the hostility and the irrational. I mean, they, they dealt with so much of the fucking shit before they get to the mall. So it was really cool. They spotlight that, you know, I love that whole newsroom section they'd be like doctors and yeah. stuff are saying this yeah. is what you this is what's going on and people were just treating it as a satire mm -hmm. like you don't know what the fuck like you're walking talking. out of their right. office well, yeah. this, guy, this guy's ridiculous he's stupid yeah he's just, just it's, it's kind of reminds me of like the hg wells thing when they did the radio show people yeah. were thinking it's real some people were thought it was fake you yeah. knew the story so this is kind of play off that what is it what the hg wells war of the worlds oh, I didn't. oh, oh God. the radio okay. broadcast <laughs> i was like wwe 
<laughs> what? what? What are you talking? <laughs> you mean there's no it's Triple H, right? <laughs> People he was treating in there. it like it's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Treating it like it's real. <laughs> oh man, I missed that part. Jeez Louise. The subtle things in yeah, life. Sure, I, guess so. I was like, whoa, went over my head on that one. Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Ow, my heart. <laughs> I'm heartburned. Okay. Nah, that's not heartburn. That's a tumor. Oh, God, I hope. <laughs> the two, sad know you know. That's, that's you two know. messages. The more you know, the more you sad. <laughs> the more you sad. Oh, fuck. Uh. Finger slip, people. Fat fingers. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, this Your is gonna be a long are Too fat to I hit the, the dial. Well, I just love the idea of the boyfriend flyboy coming in. It's like we gotta get out of here. We gotta be the ones to survive this. You know, somebody's gotta survive this. And the guy, the right, like Kieran Osh, is like, you might as well go. They're gonna shut down. My, you know, like the shit's gonna end in three hours. <laughs> I love he, that shit. Man. He loves his job. Yeah, <laughs> that guy loves his job. I love how they're like security. Stop those people from leaving. And he's just like, fucking grabs his jacket and, <laughs> and walks out. <laughs> Peace out, bitches. There's a lot of funny sh- fucking scenes. Oh, dude, movie. I love when they're at, they're gassing up the uh, the the helicopter at the dock. You anybody <laughs> got some cigarettes? <laughs> no. Anybody got you guys got any cigarettes? No. Man, where y'all going? We're going to an island. What island? Any island. <laughs> I, like, I love that fucking scene. I was just like, I want to see the sequel be about that guy. <laughs> like, what? How good did that guy do it? You know, is he like a, <laughs> He did do well. Like, I'm like imagining well. like season one of Lost and he just walks up and you see like the smoke monster come out of the woods. <laughs> oh, just, what do we do about that? It's just him. Yeah. It's the smoke monster. Fuck. <laughs> Um, but I love that scene because as soon as they, as soon as the guy fucking gets in the boat with his other yokels, he fucking everybody in the fucking chopper just lights up. I was like, yes, <laughs> right? That's thou shalt not, sh- thou shall not share. That's you ain't like getting a fucking cigarette, that's you like, idiot. That's like one of our first commandments. If like zombie apocalypse ever happens, <laughs> right? Thou shall kill. My, my thou daughter- shall covet thy neighbor's wife <laughs> if she's alive. My daughter's dying. She needs water. I have no water. I am so sorry. They walk, <laughs> here. Off, they walk off. You bust out the Ozark bottle and start drinking yourself. But here, I will give you the cigarette, though. We got the Yeti backpack on. (laughs) (laughs) Backpack? You mean the cooler? Yeah, the backpack cooler. Oh, they have a backpack cooler. Yeah, I didn't know they had yeah. a backpack cooler. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't make that kind of money. I yeah, I don't, I don't fucking I don't, spend seven thousand no, dollars. But see, what you do is that you don't buy the cooler; you buy the hat that look makes you look like you bought the cooler someplace else, and it's at home. I don't need to front. <laughs> I'll go to Mexico and buy the like the the knockoff. <laughs> I have a fridge. The Weddy produces nice ice. <laughs> I get the Weddy. <laughs> no, like no, it's called the Frio. That's the knockoff. Muy Frio. The Frio. You want the Frio? The Frio. That'd be nice. It comes with coasters. <laughs> Which happen to be a couple of rare Screen Factory releases. Rob Zombie. No, that, those are called full moon coasters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Screen Factory's been putting out some coasters lately. Yeah. A few in there. Yeah, Return it was of, freaky. Return to Living Dead is coming out? Dude. What, good or bad? Dude, no, they're like the, the collector's edition. Well, they're doing that collector's edition. I still don't know if that's good or bad, though. It got, it got pushed back to July now. It was that's... supposed to come out last week, and it got pushed back to July. Wow. So I'm... I'm a little pissed at that. I'm pissed that they did the thing. I'm, it's it, they have a deal with Dean Cundy. That's yeah. why they got the rights to do the thing. The thing with all the new interviews, all the new poster prints, all the other new crap. Yeah. I'm well, they're only making a thousand of them. No, they're making fifteen hundred that have like two yeah. slip cases. Yeah. yeah, it's like fuck. Two slip cases. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn video cases. podcasting needs to Spick become a thing. Span. I was like, oh yeah, drop your forty dollars now and you'll get the ultimate collector's edition. That's only fifteen hundred. You'll get it, yeah. and it streets three weeks before everybody else gets it, and you get 
two slipcases. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to pull the trigger on this deal because it sounds so neat. Well, if anybody's got a good fucking chance of getting it, a French Mexican has a good <laughs> chance of getting it, bro. <laughs> Import that bitch in. Yeah. God. Yeah, I'm. I was thinking of trying to get, it and I'm like, yeah, no. Uh, no the still book I have fuck. is fine. I'm still fine. The still book I have. So. Yeah, I got this. I got the fucking collector's edition on DVD. I'll never get rid of that fucking thing. I'll pick it up. I'll pick up the like bare bones edition. I don't need slipcovers and stuff. I want. The, I, but I do want it because it has that 2K restoration done by, uh, supervised by Dean Cundy. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. That makes the picture value. You know he went yeah. blind recently. <laughs> so the picture quality is oh, a black screen? A black screen. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that dirty picture there's quality. the zinger, dick. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole, fucking, like, the whole thing's like Brian De Palma's fucking carry. It's just like <laughs> half the fucking thing is a movie, the other half is just him staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a black screen. Oh. <laughs> The first person Daredevil game, black screen. Here's a funny thing: the guy that was a cinematographer for uh, Fear, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, uh, he did with Johnny Depp and yeah, yeah. Uh, the cinematographer that he he only has one eye. So then, like, it's windy. It's like the man knows how to create a scene better because. He's compensating he's for fucking, something. Well, no, I, I, guess, I guess he focuses it. He focuses it on the frame to an extent that you know he covers just more. I don't know. It was neat. I mean, they had an interview with him in the Criterion edition, and it was really interesting hearing um, how the director talked about the cinematographer and all that shit. It was just, I don't know, just one of those things that you kind of like. It sticks in your brain, and you remember because it's like, wow, that creates uniqueness that only I guess few people, like Gilliam, would ever like. You know, like fucking. See and people. Dude, was, that's such unique. a great fucking. It's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched the film, like I said, like everything's loaded with imagery and subtleties and color and and contrast and and textures. It's like, man, I I fucking love the fucking film. It's Dude, beautiful. Awesome. I didn't. I mean, and it's like it's like Cronenberg works on certain films. You think that certain novels are just unfilmable, and this guy goes out and does it and does like pure great film. Yeah, I was like, wow. Well, speaking of imagery, we're talking about Dawn of the Dead here. Yeah, so we're at the dock, the cigarette guy. Where do we go from there? Uh, what are some other great scenes that stick out in your mind? Because, I mean, uh, the original is just full of... Well, I mean, there's just one, like, eight-minute obnoxious scene where they're, like, getting the trucks to go back. Oh, and yeah. Block the, the front of the fucking building. Dude, this guy, fucking uh, Scott... Reinhardt with Rein, whatever. Reiniger. Reiniger. There we go. Uh, Pronunciate dude, the Roger, word fast. He is fucking out of his goddamn mind in that scene. Oh, dude. I don't know how much cocaine he zooted that day. Because, like, Flyboy's in the helicopter. Yeah. Roger's driving the truck. Peter's in the other truck. Yep. Yeah, and, they're, you know, they're hot wiring. You know, they're driving one truck to hot wire another truck to bring it back to hot wire another truck. You know, back and forth, back and forth. And they're doing it so the gummies don't, like, gain leverage against the doors. Yeah, yeah. so they can't push up against it's it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I just remember, like, they get the first truck done, and they go back to get another truck, and he's like, all right, man, hurry up. He's like, woo Yeah! How about too fast, too short, too tall? And it's like, dude, just fucking hotwire the truck. Just do your fucking go, bro. Fuck, get on. And then he gets bit, of course, because he's a dumb shit. But I always wish they would have been like... The whole scene, I was just like, fuck, my brain hurts. Like, like, that first time he saves him, and he's like, you got your shit together, man. You're not just playing with your life. You're playing with mine. I think there he could just like, you know what, dude? Shift over. We'll try this again tomorrow. <laughs> right? like, Fuck this shit. You're not on your shit. Well, I, I mean, think it's when go he, clock out. I think go it's home. when he said we still have a lot to do if unless if I go 
you know, we still have a lot to do. Yeah. Imagine doing this without me. And the guy was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, they get all the trucks, finally get them covered up and in the mall. And, dude, I fucking, another scene is, like, I noticed today, because I was like, oh, shit, he's grabbing, like, the Magnum 44. Like, fuck yeah, when they drop into the arms oh, room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a twenty-two. <laughs> oh, is the it? Smallest yeah, bullets you ever. see it, You see the caliber. It's like, and then, like it's these big chain link holes, you know, for the the security gates. And he's like, he's like, don't even try to shoot that. It's too small a hole. It's like that bullet is fucking tiny, dude. You could probably fire an arsenal like right through there and hit those fucking. He's bombs. overcompensating, man. Don't 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 kill his buzz, man. Oh, Flyboy annoys the shit out of me in this movie, <laughs> dude. He does. I don't. He's just I, a terrible I love, actor. I love Peter in that scene though, because he's like. What a shame! He's like, what? The only, the only sucker to buy, the only sucker with the, the only sucker that could miss with this gun is the one with the bread to buy it. I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah! He's got that beautiful fucking like rifle, go, uh, rifle with the fucking scope. I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. No, and Courtney Love all the way through all these scenes is just oh, she's God. So Galen terrible. Ross was like a big downer the whole time because he's like, she's terrible. You know, she's yeah. like, I might even learn how to shoot it. Leave me a gun. I was like, oh, gun, I'm pregnant. I was like, God, you fucking, you're a downer, I'm going to set some rules. I want to be in the loop. Yep. I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. I want to be a physics mathematician. It's like, lady, okay? And fly- <laughs> you had time. You've been fucking a... F- and Flyboy's like a that... helicopter pilot. Flyboy's like that friend you always have in the group where it's like, you know, you almost have enough balls to be a man. <laughs> Well, he's the Millhouse. Yeah, he's exactly. the Millhouse. He's the Millhouse. He's not even Millhouse. He's Butters, but an accident-prone <laughs> Butters. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I mean, I love the way like Ramiro wrote like this perfect daytime drama, fucking you know soap opera, you know characters, and I love it because Peter and Raj being like ex SWAT and all that shit meeting yeah. there. It's like you were just down here by yourself, Trooper. I love the camaraderie. When I met Ken uh, Ken Foray or Ken Foray. Uh, at a, a convention, I didn't have the bread to fucking buy his autograph. I didn't have the money and shit. I just walked up, shook his hand. And I go, I love your film. I go, Dawn of the Dead, I see it in my eyes as being your film. I go, the whole fucking film works. What's <laughs> <clears throat> your nipples for? I keep having heartburn, you dumb shit. <laughs> it's called heartburn. It's not a video podcast, so I don't feel yeah, weird like you're, like, doing massaging it. your nipples. It's only like, weird when you're looking at it. No, it's only, it's it's, only it's weird like, when I'm talking here, and he goes like, oh, man, you're just doing it again. <laughs> like, he's really oh, getting in there. It's only, it's only gay when you're looking at me, you know? <laughs> Aaron's getting a third thumb over there. <laughs> you're doing it again. You're distracting my cock. Ah, and my nipples here. <laughs> this is my chest. I don't know if you have droopage. I don't have droopage. Do I look fat? I'm a little fat. <laughs> Zinger. Oh, man. Here we go again. Oh, man. It's like going counter. So you were saying before we were interrupted by uh, well, uh, like nipple, I was saying, uh, nipple peekers. I was, just, I was just explaining to Ken. I was like, man, I really feel like this is like your film. Like your, your whole fucking subject in that your character is just to kind of keep everybody together and trying to make that family work right. Because after he loses his buddy Roger, it's kind of like... You know, he's kind of there to hopefully, you know, to kind of watch over the rest of the group. It's more like the bodyguard, like a guardian type role yeah. after Roger goes. And that's what I think is sad because even like when the girl and the guy are trying to have a moment together, you see Peter kind of go off by himself and he has a drink by his grave, you know, yeah. like his, yeah. his buddy. And it's like, I don't know, it's just beautiful. I mean, the whole fucking first half of the film is like this big dramatic piece between this group of uh, people. Yeah. And yeah. I love how Peter's kind of like the star of that group. 
Well, we're talking about fa- like favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes is whenever they're in the that one double decker style store mm-hmm. when they're, and they're going from window to window to kind of drive the people away to get supplies to go back to their uh, their little shed or yeah. little, uh, their hideaway. Closet. Yeah, lower them yeah. downstairs so like, they can right bring them. downstairs. Yeah. I thought that was cool just because that's a plan. They were they're planning to get away from the horde that was already in there. Yeah, and it was working to a degree. Oh yeah, to a great degree. I mean, I love the I love the trouble they have with the sliding door. Yeah, you know all that yeah. shit, and like finding the keys in the cellar. I mean, there was and the boiler room and stuff. It was just like all these little nuances is what creates the difference between a B schlock film and like what I think this film was like. Yeah, trying to show people, hey, we don't have to be. It doesn't have to be just tits and fucking monsters. This could be more. There's more know? to it. There's more to it. There's substance. I prefer the tits and monsters. I know you do. That's why you like <laughs> fucking Halloween. Hell yeah. That's why, that's why he keeps rubbing his counterclockwise over here. You keep looking and mentioning my nipples, bro. I'm getting worried. I didn't say anything. Um, I just said you keep rubbing it. I'm going to shrivel up <laughs> if you don't stop. I thought you were already shriveled up. Hell no. Uh, it's nipples, out, the more you know. <laughs> it's hanging out the bottom of my short shorts. Oh, oh man. Oh, just Put the tip. Put your hand above the table. Oh, man. Oh, damn, my headphone. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fix it, you fuck. <laughs> mushroom stamp your wrist. <laughs> oh, my brain. <laughs> he, had a, he had a pause for that for a second. Oh, wait, not nipple brain. Dude, it's like a... The <laughs> <laughs> um, pain's in my brain. I love... I don't even consider heart. it to be like... I guess the end of the second act, as you enter the third act, you get this radio call. Of uh, these guys come on the radio and they're asking for help, and I just I love the scene because I, you're watching a film, you don't know where it's going, but you you look at the you know the VCR timer on the thing and you see like oh shit, there's like another 48 minutes left. What the fuck are they gonna do with 48 minutes? Because <laughs> they have a home, they secured it, they have fun, they're loose, they're just they have this huge mall to themselves, and, and then they only, killed all the zombies in yeah, the mall. Thank like you, every, Volkswagen Sirocco. I mean shit, I mean they even play it. <laughs> and they're, like, yeah. they're all cleaning up and Monza. He's like, no, they're picking goblins. Up. There's so many fucking fun moments after yeah. they've kind of taken over the castle. But man, that that call, it's almost like what we get now with uh, Walking Dead and Negan's character. Yeah. It's like that outside threat of like, you know what? You fucked up. You know, you took something, we want it, we're gonna come in and get it. Yeah. And when those bikers just wreak havoc it's just it's beautiful well because you fear for because you've spent almost an hour just like feeling for these characters developing mm-hmm. a relationship now they're threatened now they like boom it's like it's on dude like i say before that moment uh there was a scene i watched with a friend a, long, a while back because he had never seen uh the original before and the scene whenever uh you know peter's the waiter for the couple mm-hmm. the first thing he says oh god damn it that's racist I'm like how is that racist he's a waiter why is he serving the white people for I'm like, I don't know, Brandon. I, I'm sorry. Because oh, he didn't go to fucking college. <laughs> he didn't make smart life choices. God damn it. I was like, as a Brandon, it's okay. No, baby. No, baby. He sent, he, man, he, they sent them 10 years black. I'm sorry, Brandon. I'm sorry for that. Yeah. So did Blackula. <laughs> <laughs> and screen Blackula screen. Exactly. Motherfucker. And Blackenstein. Damn. <laughs> oh. No, are you okay? Blackula is terrible. <laughs> One of the most emotional films, though, that I I, I just recalled now because I, I I hate talking about it. So it's such a moving scene. It's a scene where Raj is changing, and they're feeding him morphine in bed, and they're trying to keep him there. Like Peter, he's like, <laughs> "Yep, yeah, yeah, trooper, we didn't, didn't we?" 
We got we, him. We got him, didn't we? Yeah, we got him, Raj. <laughs> we took it to them. Good. We, we got it, it all. It's like, oh man, I love that fucking scene of like your wounded fucking friend, you know, <laughs> just like, oh, it's just beautiful. That's a beautiful scene. And then ultimately comes back to that fucking same layout, and he's like, you don't, you know, don't do it until you're sure I'm coming back because I'm gonna try not to come back. I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, I love these fucking moments. It's just fucking awesome. And to the scene where he's just kind of like sitting there with the bottle in one hand and the gun in the other and Roger's head's covered and you see that fucking slow motion as he like raises up and you see that moment of maybe recollection and just pop. I was like, oh, dude, that's that's beauty. I don't know. That's just fucking genius. I mean, I just can't imagine being at the typewriter, cranking that out and just being like smoking that cigarette going, that's accomplishment right there. That's fucking... And in scene. <laughs> yeah. And, and good scene. Back to the hash bar. Because <laughs> he wrote that all in Amsterdam, I believe. Like, I think Romero yeah. wrote all this fucking script in Amsterdam. I was like, man, well, the whole The whole way he got this idea was a friend of his was like a fucking shopping mall manager and brought him back and showed him like these hidden little nooks and shopping oh, malls. Oh, really? And he immediately was like, oh my God. Yeah. Started typing it up. I know Argento put a fire in his ass. I think he offered him money or just mm-hmm. kind of said, hey, you need to do this. Yeah. Well, a fan of Night Living Dead introduced the two. Oh, really? Yeah, which is strange. That's like, awesome. You would think them both being in the horror genre, they would have met at some yeah. point. But mm-hmm. no, a fan brought it to him and and Argento took a look at it and became a fan of Night Living Dead. And then they became friends and started doing production. Yeah, because like, it's not like Ramiro just started making magic after like fucking No, Night I mean, Dead. he did Night he did Living like, Dead than this, yeah. right? No, he did like, I think he did like Martin and all these other films. I thought oh, there was, yeah, yeah. There was a right. certain films that were before yeah. Dawn of the Dead, I think. Like, I, th- I think he did Night Riders and I think he did Martin. He did his were, in-betweeners. Yeah. Those in-betweener films. Wasn't Martin like the ripoff of Willard? Uh, or Ben it was kind of like the, the <laughs> there was like so many rap movies well Martin was the one the guy had the brain psychosis that thought he was a vampire oh okay never mind wrong yeah. movie I'm but thinking like, of Ben. But, but you're right. There were a ton of like cheesy knockoff rap movies. That yeah, dude, like, era. They yeah. were just <laughs> everywhere. What was it? Food of the Gods. Food of the Gods. Yeah. And then the Willard. sequel, Gnaw. Food of the Gods. Ben Gossu. Willard. Fuck. Rats. <laughs> this is when I'd queue up by Michael Jackson's Ben. Never mind. No, no. You hit the wrong button there. Ridiculous <laughs> Michael Jackson <laughs> facts. What was right. it? I don't understand the reference. <laughs> it's not on me. It's on Jeff. He has yeah, it's, on me. it's on me, motherfuckers. Okay, I hit the right button this time. Okay, it's, it's on uh, the, the... Damn, these fat fingers. It's on the Mexican-Canadian over there. Oh, yeah. So I have so much fucking uh, manteca. Mexican-Canadian. <laughs> I have manteca all over my fingers. No, that that's uh, that's not maple syrup. <laughs> It's not maple syrup. <laughs> maple syrup on my burrito. <laughs> Feed the frenzy. Hot sauce on my burrito, baby. <laughs> so the bikers fucking... Uh, the biker scene. Yes. Um, the guy with the fucking... Pre-Negan. Oh, dude. Pre-Negan. The guy with the big mustache and the machete. Who is this fucking magic fucking man coming in to fucking slay? Uh, Roger. Roger? He only had one name, just Roger. <laughs> really? I think it was just biker number one. Because <laughs> Roger. God damn, when Savini takes... 1%, 1% Roger. <laughs> <laughs> when Savini gets in there, man, I was just like, oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. Because he gets some of the coolest fucking kills, too. He does. When he like, Blades. That's really? His name, Blades. Blades? Oh, Blades. Man, that's cool. Come on, Blades! He, he was also a hockey fan from Canada. 
This and was, the sledgehammer biker is sledge. <laughs> Top notch writing there. Oh, yeah. We knew how to write characters. Hey, these right guys then. are going to be called Blades and Sledge. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. What about that guy? He's got a hammer. What should we call him? We should call him Tim. <laughs> now, what about call him Hammer, John? We'll, how about we'll call Claw? Him a- <laughs> <laughs> this guy flies a helicopter. He's going to be called Flatboy. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. The hey. waiter's name was Steven. Step <laughs> <laughs> Chain, that guy. Can't call him Chain. He got Chain, too. Peter, call sorry. Steven Steven. Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. This guy, his name is going to be Peter. Why? Because this Peter is bigger than mine. <laughs> I gotta look this up. <laughs> Who's, Peter? It? Who's Peter? Who's Steven? <laughs> look, there's no way. <laughs> but it is true. Yes, it is. fly boy. <laughs> Can't nope. go wrong with that shit, man. No, no, he was long and lanky. He might have a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wasn't available for this. <laughs> and... This just in. Ken Forey's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> he won the money. That's right, guys. Only by girth, not by length. <laughs> oh, he laughed me up a few times to get more lines. <laughs> it was like Wonder Woman's lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Angry Chewie swearing he's getting back on track. Okay. Is that Chewbacca? We'll call him Browse. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, his name is Harry. <laughs> Oh, fucking shit. All right. This podcast is full of red lines. I we didn't know it was going to go like this. Well, I can't. Usually there's a lack of energy in the room, but today, um, yeah, we all had our Wheaties. All right. Oh, yes, we did. It is time. Oh, damn. <laughs> all right. Oh. Uh, well, I guess nipple rubbing has its perks. <laughs> Going clockwise. (laughs) One's counter, one's clock. Get it right. (laughs) If you're lopsided, that might help. (laughs) 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 All right, back in the place. That was Tim Foyer whipping us back in the thing, guys. All right, so we get back in there. (laughs) This one would be like, whap! (laughs) Mushroom stamp! Tim Foyer back in that room. That one's more like Peter's, though. <laughs> it sounds thin. <laughs> no, Peter's the more... The moment's gone. It's gone. <laughs> on, ever onward. <laughs> Wait, what were we talking about again? Uh, what I love we're is... talking about chains. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so the bikers, when they... Wait, you know. those are Ken Fourier's. Chains. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Blades was Tom Savini. Sledge yes. was the sledgehammer guy, and Chains was the chain guy. Chewbacca was Harry, which is awesome. And Crowbar was Crowbar. All right. So what was fun about the no, fucking his Ralph? God <laughs> damn it, son of a bitch. We're almost there. We're almost there. I'm sorry. God, I'm gonna leave the fucking room and smoke a cigarette. I'm about to. Oh shit. All right. All right. So the good thing about these fucking bikers coming in, you had some of the greatest fucking gore scenes, which were fucking exquisite. Because you had this one guy with the uh, Mexican hat who wanted to sit the uh, who wanted to sit the blood pressure machine like extremely badly. He's, he kept on wanting to sit the blood pressure machine and stick his arm in there, and while he's sticking the money in the fucking shit. 
he kept on like like zombies would come attack him. He'd like fight him off and get back to the machine because like you know I gotta stand still. <laughs> he gotta get his heart rate up. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see what the fuck's going on. And then he gets taken out, which is awesome. You see like the blood, the arm gets left there. Like they attack the arm and bite it off and pull the guy down, and eat him. And the arms like still just sitting there in the uh, blood pressure machine. It's just one of those unique zombie kills that you just like don't ever see fucking coming. <laughs> like you know, they grab a guy, tear open his guts. Yeah, okay, I expect that. But then you don't expect the scene of the the blood pressure guy, which was just man, that just really took me by surprise while we were watching this film. I think uh, I would not give a shit about my blood pressure at that point. In <laughs> yeah, the, in as time. many should. Well, you know, he's a biker and, you know, no fucks were given. He wanted his blood pressure taken. Yeah. I mean, that shit... There had to be one biker named Wesley Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> he was sued for back taxes. Sorry. I just had to throw it out there. <laughs> Go! <laughs> I don't remember the end of this movie. Go! <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, I didn't get to finish it this time. <clears throat> What's neat is that <laughs> That's what Peter, <laughs> Peter and Blaze kind of grow to like this uh, weird, like, you know, uh, nemesis thing where, like, Peter's up there in the air ducts and he's taking pop shots at the fucking bikers. And Blaze is over there trying to enjoy stealing whiskey and walking around with a machete and killing zombies. And then his whiskey bottle gets shot. And he goes, oh, shit, you know, there's somebody up there. We got to go up there and. And find this motherfucker and kill him. So they're going after Peter, and it's kind of like a nemesis thing going on. It's really fucking cool. And then um, it leads to you know Peter finally getting the upper hand and taking out Blades, and it's awesome. I mean, it's just really cool shit that happens in that in that scene. Meanwhile, Flyboy's trying to get back to Galen Ross's character because they're trying to get to the helicopter and take off. What is with you, <laughs> Galen? That's her. Right. Every time you say Galen, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> fucking snorting all over again. I'm sorry. Uh, it was uh, Francine. Francine. Uh, Fran so he's trying to get back to his chick and stuff, you know, because she's all pregnant and upstairs and uh, dealing with, uh, you know, trying to pack everything up so they can get the fuck out of there. But Flyboy is like, he's the one that kind of starts this whole shit. He's like, you know, Peter's just like, let him take it. Just let him take the shit. And Peter's like, no, it's ours. We took it. And I was like, no, dude. I mean, like, he takes that first shot and then they start going after all of them. And then he mm -hmm. ends up getting that fucking fucked up in the goddamn elevator scene. The elevator scene. Yeah, that's just, that's probably my the best scene in the whole movie. Oh, was so that. claustrophobic. And then he's like just constantly just getting Just attacked. ripped. Yeah. Just ripped. It sucks. But what's shitty is that he they made that that fake wall to kind of nobody ever knows where like their fucking hiding spot yeah, is. Yeah. And when he turns into zombie flyboy, he's the one that leads the zombie horde into like their hideaway. And I love that they did that. I mean, it just, it kind of <clears throat> spawned the idea that we would later get with Bub and the mechanic and land of the dead and stuff like that. Um, that there is some kind of higher instinct. That well, you got over. that in with the first night when they were opening the doors. Yeah. When they're trying to open the Because you had doors. that weird fucking uh, religious guy. Yeah. That, yeah. Like when he was attacking uh, Francine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> and it was fun because like, uh, it kind of did a quick throwback with the religious attack guy because they did the flare in his face and it freaked <clears throat> him out. Kind of yeah. like the way the torches did in Now Living Dead. Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of neat. But dude... Um, this film from beginning to end is just like, man, having that uh, last chapter be that se uh, that sequence between the bikers and then having that kind of the denouement, the ending on stuff as being like Peter's uh, lamenting about taking his own life. Mm -hmm. He's got the gun to his fucking 
forehead and he's, he's contemplating it. And he sees Flyboy come in and the, Flyboy kind of shuts the door behind him kind of to kind of stop the zombie horde for a moment. And he laments and he says, fuck it. And he kills Flyboy and just busts everybody's fucking ass on the way out to get back to that chopper for yeah. Gaia. Yeah. Francine takes off. Francis Bean. <laughs> uh, yes. Franchi. So, you know, they get in there and he's like, what's the plan? She's like, I don't know. I was like, sounds good. And I love, I love that. I mean, it's just like a good, I don't know. I mean, it's a great beginning, middle, end kind of film. I mean, this is probably one of the first horror films I really saw that sat with a almost two-hour um, time, running time, runtime. This one was pretty long. This yes. one was a long film. Dude, well, the the American version's uh, over two hours. There's a yeah. three-and-a-half-hour cut of this yeah. movie. I haven't seen it, but uh, I know it's on YouTube. I think they took all the deleted scenes and, and all they the, from the uh, bullshit. And I think it's a U.S. cut, the European cut, and the international cut. Yeah, and, and the Italian the super cut because the Italian cut has different scenes, even though yeah. it's shorter. And they, they yeah. splice them all together. <clears throat> but yeah, they made like a three and a half hour long movie. I yeah. was just like, fuck. Yeah, there's a fan edit. It just has every fucking piece. But it's relatively good. Like he actually did a good job editing. It, it's, it. it's good. You just have to sit through it. So. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, what was neat is that I found a, a Night of Living Dead. Uh, there's a work print that had a different score that was actually... Uh, Wait, cla- uh, remake or a classic? The remake. Remake, okay. And uh, the Tom Savini remake of Natalie Dead had a, a, I guess, a score that was not used. And there's an edit, I think it's on YouTube, and it has the film with the original work print score. And they say it just works way better. I saw a Music copy at, a, at TFW that someone was selling a Blu-ray copy of the remake that Savini had put input into. That's supposed to be like an Australian cut Blu-ray, but it plays on American players. Yeah. And uh, it had all these features and everything on it, but I, could, I didn't want to pay the price for that thing because that thing was just too damn much. Yeah, and then it also holds that little triangle that lets you know it's not really like yeah. our region. Yeah, release. yeah, it has it on the front. The only release we got for Blu-ray for that version was the Twilight Video one, which I don't think is like too great or worth the fucking money mm-hmm. that they're asking for on Amazon and eBay. But that's the uh, official version for here as of now. As yeah, of now. Yeah. Until screen releases. <clears throat> or somebody gets the rights to. Well, let's bang out some final thoughts for this. All right. You want to knock it out? No, you go ahead first. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. You got a fucking headache. Got to wind them up first. Yeah. Um, clockwise. For me, Swing and a miss. this was probably one of the best uh, zombie films to come out. Um, maybe just a little under Return of the Dead. Return of the Dead always takes the cake for me because of uh, uh, the fun factor of the film. Uh, the black comedy um, but this is definitely like this is the Godfather for me. This is a uh, part two, Godfather two, because <laughs> it's uh, it's it's it was able to embrace such uniqueness and originality in a genre that desperately needed it, and it still sits on my you know buy list. Uh, if you ever you know meet me, I don't try to own everything. I I own what I love not what I like. And, uh, yeah, this movie, I mean, Dawn of the Dead's just it for me when it gets to, uh, really good zombie films. I'm going to go and say, uh, with this one, I really enjoy it. It is a bit long, but if you're a fan of the walking dead, you need to watch this movie. This is pretty much the basis for the idea of the walking dead. You get inner turmoil, you get outer turmoil, you get pre Negan, you get all that stuff that makes the walking dead fun. Uh, there's just so much little small details that make this movie just work. Like living in a mall, you wouldn't think, you know, what you could do in a mall until you watch, see, see this version of the movie. Uh, and what malls used to have back in the day when they had gun stores in the malls, when they had other things that are not in there anymore. But 
just the, like the the when Flyboy gets ripped to shreds in the elevator. That's an awesome scene. When the bikers start getting popped off one by one, that's an awesome scene. And it's just a lot of good things. I still hold this one underneath the Nine Eleven Dead, the Nine Eleven Dead uh, remake, but this one's still a really good film. I own it on DVD, uh, and I'm trying to find a Blu-ray, if, like when I go uh, movie hunting for it. But still, this is this is really well done. Really good movie. You know, it's up, it's up there. Well, you Nate? I'm gonna split the difference for. For older generation, you're going to enjoy this movie. Even if you haven't seen it, you probably have if you're a horror fanatic. Uh, for newer generation, you're going to be like, what the fuck are these people recommending me? Everybody's painted blue like the fucking Smurfs. <laughs> I mean, there's no macabre. I mean, you know, when Nazis get a hold of you and rip you apart, that shit's pretty fucking cool. I mean, even though it's clearly hot dog and hamburger meat. But uh, it's it's a fucking classic. And it's, a, I'd say, a cult classic at that. I don't. It made money in the theater, but I, you know, I didn't, it never got like a huge following. Like it was mainly no. people from Night of Living Dead returning to see this. Um, so for newer kids, you know, if you're fucking under 30, you're probably just going to be like, what the fuck? But I cannot stress to those viewers that, holy shit, it's a funny film. Like you will laugh your ass off at certain parts of this movie. It's entertaining. <laughs> and like Jeff said, the script is really fucking strong. I mean, it, it, is. It, it horror movies back in the day were like, you know, slash them, stick them, bite them, vampires, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was, but there wasn't like character driven studies, you know, um, it, this one, you, you get to know these people for a good fuck hour and 20 minutes of the movie. I mean, shit's all happening right at the beginning. It's not like a long, drawn-out shit where you don't see any death. Like, it starts right away. But uh, for older people, they're going to fucking remember this and enjoy it. For newer listeners, check it out. Uh, I wouldn't buy it. Um, I'd definitely rent it. And if you enjoy it, you're going to buy it. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I do like the the use of minorities at the very beginning with all the Puerto Ricans and the all the black people are p- painted blue. It's really kind of like Puerto Ricans. It's really weird looking. It, it really is weird. I love that opening scene. But like, but the use of minorities and like that apartment complex yeah. or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah, it's cool. Ramirez, get out here and you and your people will not be harmed. Goddamn spick <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> But yeah, it's 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 a real fun movie. It's a lot of fun. I love it. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's I I enjoy the shit of it, but it's, it's I, okay. I know I know newer people ain't they don't run at you. It's li- like if you watch the people in the background in the mall, like the zombie background characters, it's hilarious because they don't know what they're doing. Nope. There's like one dude like sticking his arm straight out like the creeper. It's uh, it's different like. Um, you know, this wasn't when zombies was still being made up, like the the ground was being laid for it. And like, uh, I forget which boy, which one of the dudes said fucking it's like Walking Dead. It really is. But without yeah. the gore, everybody's just painted blue. It's like a fucking Smurf reunion. Well, it, it reminded me of Walking Dead just because of all the drama and depth that it was added to it with the horrors inside and outside with the biker gang. Yeah, I couldn't take the drama seriously because of Flyboy. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, for me, like I said, it's, um, man, like it doesn't get better than that, that film for some reason for me. Um, I love the lines that were delivered. Um, like the 
when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Yeah. The scene where fucking Peter shoots the closet and it's the two kids that come out. Mm. Oh, stripped out. Yeah. There's a yeah. there's good shit in this movie, man. I can't wait to see Day because I, I saw Day when I was a kid, but I don't remember anything. I, I can't wait to read that one too. That's so. okay. <clears throat> so as we always do a little versus sequence here with these uh, unique Ramiro releases, there was a remake. Yes, there was. Yeah. And this yeah. remake was uh, they didn't just throw anybody at this film, which I was actually. No. Still taken back by. For all you uh Batman versus Superman defenders out there, your your hero, Zach Zack Snyder, uh he directed this. One three hundred, your favorite movie, so Zack Snyder three hundred? Uh I, I saw it. Oh. Wasn't your favorite though? No. Well I thought it was. Oh the no. nipple play. Yeah. <laughs> nipple play, glistening muscles. I thought it was right up Aaron's alley, no, man. No. Spears. The creepy old <laughs> the creepy old man with the underage virgins up there in the tower? No. Nah. That was in 300? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Oh. You're thinking of last weekend for yourself. (laughs) Except I was all alone in that tower. (laughs) Playing with my Fortis Whitaker, right? (laughs) Your Fortis Whitaker? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He's got a lazy eye. I'll give it another one. He's always looking right. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll have both eyes squinting by the end of this. And, and that's why he's rubbing his hands right now. <laughs> oh, memories. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, Zack Snyder fucking got into this. But, and- but but one of the reasons why this movie is also such, it's got such high regard for being a remake. All right. So we know who directed this. Who wrote this? That was uh, Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> George Romero. God. <laughs> Fat fingers. It's a sad thing and a happy thing at once. God damn no, it. Uh, trauma alumni James Gunn wrote this bastard. True, very true. He is in everything. Yeah. Well, that guy knew how to work. I mean, he came off of doing Scooby Doo, yeah. which was awesome. And then. Um, <laughs> The movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he wrote he wrote Scooby Doo and and then they, and then this project landed him. Oh, what I fucking remember about this film is that Strike Entertainment was a uh, a production company that Zack Snyder mm-hmm. kind of put out there. I mean, it didn't live too long. It didn't have the legs that like Legendary did, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it was something to look out for, kind of like the way we looked out for uh, Twisted Pictures from James Wan, mm-hmm. and now we look out for Bloomhouse. Yeah, but for then was Zack Snyder and his productions. Um, we looked for that Strike Entertainment logo yeah. to kind of always hit. Which Fuck was yeah, it. bring it on! Which was what that was like? That was Strike Entertainment. Yeah, bring, wow, bring it on again! <laughs> like as you say that, I'm looking at these. I'm like, wow, these are some shitty fucking movies. <laughs> and that's what they were. That's what you know. That's what Strike Entertainment did. Let's go to prison. Oh, that was a good one. Was it? That was that was pretty funny. That yeah, I don't know about exclude. any of that. Children of Men. I made wine in the toilet. That's magic. Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like children. I fucking hate what? Uh, the redhead chick. I, you, oh, I hate Julianne Moore, so I can't enjoy I great can't. fucking script as writing and great that, cinematography. As soon as that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't enjoy it. I hate Clive Owen, and I can't stand her. Oh, so my it's God. Like, fuck it. I'm like, can't do it. Children. They did Slither. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Slither. Mm-hmm. Uh, Water Horse, Legend of the Deep. Oh, man. Black oh, yeah. Flash yeah. of Genius. <laughs> The Last Exorcism. Yeah, I mean, and they did the remake of the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Strike Entertainment, 
you know, they, they didn't they have a few strikeouts, but yeah, they have yeah, some good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be doing a Black Lagoon remake. Oh, wow. Creature of the Black Lagoon coming up in yeah. See, I remember back in the day when it was supposed to be directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. And that was going to be like a project. And I was like, ooh. And then it moved. And from, he had just came off from doing Ed Wood, so I was yeah. really oh, okay. looking and forward. And then it went from Burton to what? There were rumors of a zombie doing it. Taking it, it over. Uh, Rennie Harlan. I mean, Harlan. it went to a lot of fucking people. And I was just like, ugh. Like, Rob Zombie? Yeah, he wanted to do Creature. Oh, fuck no. No, I thought he wanted to do The Blob. He when he couldn't get creature, he moved on to wanted to do the blob. I want everything. They don't like <laughs> movies. Uh, uh, right. what, um, no. Again with this uh, Down the Dead remake since it was like two thousand nine. Four. Two thousand four. Four. Yeah. Wow. Four. Yeah. Oh man, so that means we really have to go back. The way way back machine. <sighs> What I remember is it. <laughs> st- <laughs> oh man, snart! <laughs> um, USA Network was. I think this is the first film that they ever did this for. They released the first ten minutes of this film on TV as like the first ten minute teaser. I mean, it's like literally Don the Dead was the first film to ever do. Hey, we're gonna give you the first ten minutes of this film to kind of entice the mm-hmm. nation. Well, fuck me, the first ten minutes of this film is amazing, and like- and you get everything. You get her at the her waking up her waking up at the fucking ambulance all that stuff working in the hospital trying to get somebody to cover her shift she meets her boyfriend she's, she's a little girl uh, that you're yeah. she's to. a girl uh, the girl little girl attacks she escapes gets in the car you have a great cinematography of the car oh. the car escape it literally the first 10 minutes ends when her car crashes against a tree and it goes to black and I was like wow yeah, I Dude, couldn't. Phenomenal. Couldn't wait to see that movie. Phenomenal. And they did that over like every show that they had. They, they would show that after every show to really hype up the movie. Yeah. Because I remember watching like a few of the other movies that they had, and it's like, hey, let's jump to a quick ten minutes of Dawn of the Dead. And they would show it, and then thirty minutes later, hey, another quick ten minutes of Dawn of the Dead. And it, yeah, it happened a lot. Just seeing that ten minutes was just like enough to make me like, oh, I couldn't wait to see that movie. Well, I saw it in theaters opening weekend. It was awesome. Oh man, I. I didn't see this in theater. I skipped it. I waited until it came out on DVD. Really? Blue, on, fuck, dude. I, I was there. VHS. Fuck. I dude, I was there opening over. day. <laughs> yeah, I skipped it. Um, I completely skipped it. What amazed the shit out of me is all the... Uh, the media shit they had behind it mm-hmm. because like uh, if you went to the website you get like the, the screensaver down the dead screensaver and it was yeah. neat because your screen would go all white and then like zombies would walk up to the screen and like just rub at it it was like awesome screensaver it was fucking neat but that's always the shit I was remembering like they took a more of a media angle with this release than they do with other horror films because this is all pre Bloomhouse and shit like that so mm-hmm. it was neat seeing somebody treat a horror film the way they did marketing wise well it was it reminded me of the uh, of uh, Blair Witch when they would have like the news reports or the like that with the screensaver and stuff like that would show up. And I remember when I went to go see it, the popcorn buckets they had had like the hands coming up. It was awesome. Dude, the cinematographer, Matthew Leonetti. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you a few of his. Okay. Let's Real do it. Quick. Fucking Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Spicoli. Poltergeist. Commando. Weird Science. Fucking Red Heat. Another 48 Hours. Strange Days. Okay. Fucking Along Came a Spider. Butterfly Effect. I mean, this dude, I love all those fucking movies. Yeah, love Red Heat. And he did Raise the Titanic. That was the second movie, whatever. Wow. Yeah, that was a horrible one. But that's the second movie. Whatever. Well, that's a good cinematographer to have under yeah. you. And then under fucking Zach Gunn's fucking, you know... 
This guy's first movie was in 1976. Zack Snyder, sorry. Zack Snyder. So he's, got like, <laughs> he's got almost 40 years of fucking knowledge now. That's awesome. When he came to this movie. And Snyder's fucking, I don't know, he's such a great visual director. He did a lot of fucking great things with his films. He didn't make the zombies look stupid. He, no, you, they're no. badass. He, used the, he, he went against the cliche of the slow-moving zombies and he created these fucking runners that were just yeah. genius. I kind of think that's where we're heading, though, because didn't fucking 28 Days 20 Later, days later come, came out before this yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah. like that, everything had to be faster at yeah. this time. Well, it's so. more terrifying when they can catch up to you. Fuck yeah, it is. I mean, you run yourself into a heart attack. You know, like only if you're fat, you can't get it, dude. You ain't gonna run. You, you ain't gonna run miles on end. Well, I mean, it, like consecutive. <laughs> like you eventually have to stop. I love the the setup though, man. That that beginning with uh, Amanda Potts' character and all that stuff to really set up that energy that fast was just awesome. Because I mean, I was like, literally, you're on the brink of mayhem. But you're in this twilight because, you know, this chick's like in between a long shift and just wanting to rest. And then she wakes up to pure the dawn of, you know, fuck all this shit, you know. And I love the the, the way the cinematographer locked on that fucking camera shot where it's like on the back of the car. Yeah, on the trailer. And I love how like mm-hmm. the I love that scene where like the, the husband's just after the wife the whole fucking time. But then when he falls off the car and he sees like this random neighbor like yeah. standing in the street like what the he's watering like, runs, his lawn. Yeah, he like <laughs> runs and tackles his ass. I was like, oh man, like the fucking mm-hmm. I love level. how they're like fucking dogs like snarling yeah. like like feed, need to feed, bite, mm-hmm. you know, bite and move, bite and move. <laughs> <I love laughs> Don't, don't, don't bring that movie up, please. I love oh. that neighbor fucking just sitting there. Hey, what's going on? And watering his lawn. Just <laughs> boom, tackled. It's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Oh, I love when the neighbor shows him. It's like, oh, the guy's just pointing a gun at her. It's like, fucking, you see the cop car? The ambulance comes by and just, just <laughs> rails him. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Dude, oh, and, and then chaos. from like the point back of her car point of view. I love that. Uh, as she's speeding off, the, the camera shot. rises. Like a drone shot back in the day. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. man. And I love that scene on the highway when you, uh, she just, all those cars and wreckage and fire. And then you see the school bus and you see like macabre hell going on through <laughs> this greasy fucking windows and shit. You know, it's like all these kids are just being like slaughtered within the school bus. Or the kids doing the slaughtering. Or the kids are doing the slaughtering. So That's elementary right there. Shit, dude. First grade. Awesome. And then the, the that bus driver comes in trying to take the car from her and all that shit. And then the escape and the crash. And then she wakes up to like the scariest motherfucking being rained with a shotgun in your face. <laughs> like, fuck that. Say something. Help. <laughs> Magic Wrong <word>. answer, motherfucker. <laughs> That's the right word. <laughs> That's what I do. That but then they uh, Bing Rams is actually really fucking good in this movie. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. Really good in this I'm movie. glad that he he wanted this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he knows the potential for every actor that's ever been in here with Peter's character or David in the original uh, Daniel O'Brien or something like that. Um, there's a legacy to these films, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that Ving was joined joined this legacy. Yeah, he, the weakest he, character is the one we're about to come up. Well, to, he, well, he was uh, a, he was a fan of this movie to begin with. Oh yeah. And uh, if you've ever seen some of the stuff like when you do the behind the scenes with his house and everything, he's got an autograph poster from the original cast. That's awesome. He should. So he should. yeah, he's he's film. a big fan of the, this movie. All right, who do you have a problem with? You had a problem Mackay with Jake Pfeiffer. Weber? Oh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, of course. Oh God, Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh yeah. I I hated that storyline. Any of that. I hated that he had the pregnant wife. I hated what they well, did with the pregnant wife. It's because of the shock factor. He wanted that one shock scene. Yeah, it wasn't it, it, shocking. It was, it was telegraphed. It was stupid. The character of Andre they plays, it was just like, I'm sorry, I keep calling Sarah Pauly Amanda Potts. I, I apologize. <laughs> I remember my first time seeing her. Though. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She was Good awesome. Movie. 
She kept getting hit by cars. <laughs> the dealer. Awesome. She just couldn't get anything to go right that night. That was an awesome film. All she's trying to do is get some ecstasy. And that was directed by Paul Greengrass, who does all the Jason Bourne films. So it was yeah. really neat mm-hmm. that he came from Go. Because I saw that in theaters. So I was like, neat. What do you think about Jake Weber? Jake Weber plays the opposite of Anna. He's like, uh, he plays Michael. He's kind of like the family man that kind of. Oh, he's good. He's I, good. I enjoy the shit out of him. I thought he was. I thought he'd be a more well-known name because he did such a great job in this film. Yeah, they, people never get recognition for shit, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who I absolutely love in this movie is Ty Burrell, though. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. He's the biggest asshole. Oh, oh the I security head him. security. I love oh, that yeah. he's fucking the. Chick oh no in no the no! That, that's the other oh dude. the guy from Modern Family. Yeah, yeah Modern yeah. Family guy. He's fucking hilarious in this movie. So what, what do you mean they shut down Fort Hood? Uh, I mean, like, everybody's dead. They're eating each other. And you know, the whole fucking place is on fire. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just like, my brother's there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They're all dead. Yeah, all yeah, dead. Do you have any water? <laughs> I love everybody in this movie except Makai Pfeiffer and yeah. that chick. Like, yeah. they're just fucking annoying. Oh, me. dude. When they get to the fucking mall and Aaron just brought up fucking CJ's character, the head security guy. Yeah, he's, like, he's a dick. Find someplace else. I was like, oh, but, but he's also, like, he, he's the asshole that... You like. Yeah. He wants to fucking live, asshole. Yeah, he's the one who wants to live. Yeah, I don't like him. He's not the one bringing, you know, <laughs> bit zombie bitch in. Yeah. No, he's just, yeah, he's an asshole, so it's like. Yeah, we're going to lock this place up and be quiet so nobody comes here. We got food, we got shelter, yeah. we got stuff. I love that he puts them in, like, the rooms to go store. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> locking them in. They're like, what if we need to get out? He's like, you need to get out. Nothing can get in. <laughs> walks away. So we need to go to the bathroom, figure it out. Here's if we bucket. get hungry, figure it out. <laughs> right. Fuck it. See you guys tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. At least he put him in a fucking comfy store. Yeah. You know? I mean, shit, dude. Yeah, you do like little. I love how every little. They had dress pillows. Yeah, it's nice. That was comfy. I mean, there's worse places to AC. be. AC. Yeah. Stuff. But what it killed me is like having to look out the window every fucking day and looking at a Java coffee like right outside the fucking day. I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> coffee's right there. Look it up. <laughs> Within our grass. Toilet through the window. <laughs> Dude, I, they let them out for bathroom breaks. Well, they, oh, for ba- uh, yeah, but they get fed. I thought they threw the the toilet through the fucking window to like go roam around. I think you're, no, yeah, I thought it was like a chair. Or something. After they, a while, they did. Yeah, or they're trying to throw something through the window and it, it was reinforced. Gotcha. Because remember they they did a trick to. I really feel bad for uh fuck. What's his goddamn name? I Mackay Uh, Matt Frewer. I feel, I felt real bad for him in this movie. The older man. Was, oh, he he's know. been in a lot of like sci-fi stuff. Like yeah, the, Matt. The, uh, the father. Lawnmower Man Two. Fucking. Uh, I just remember from Generation X TV movie. I mean, he was the uh, one of the villains. Oh uh, yeah, when he yeah. brings his fucking daughter in there. Yeah, like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wasn't. He I wasn't fucking love shrunk. him. Yeah, he was the guy with the ball cap that raised a kid. Oh okay. I've been like Russell, twenty years since I've seen that movie. Let me tell you something, Russell. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Go in a garage and lift weights. No, but like he he felt like so meek and like, oh, but he in got, this role. He, like usually he's bigger in life. He's well, funny. He's very but, energetic. Uh, a lot of things. But in this, he's just kind of like beat down in a way. Oh, Sad. I love I love the lines he he delivers almost on par with the lines that Roger and Peter shared when he's changing because mm-hmm. he has yeah. that scene like you want every second and like being like yeah I know. You're going to want every second. And then when he comes back, pop, you just hear the shotgun blast. I'm like, God damn, Ring, find something else to take the guy down with. I know, the messiest <laughs> fucking tool in the I building. Put a fucking slug through this guy's face. Hey. Don't nobody go back there. <laughs> Clean up on aisle three. One is like daughter or something there. They're dead. Yeah, yeah daughter. There you go. The daughter's the one that has a fucking stupid dog fascination throughout the rest well, of the movie. Because she lost. She's she doing, lost she's doing graffiti and she needs a dog to kind of like a healing process for her throughout the whole film. And I was like, ah. Because the dog bullshit leads to 
fucking one of the other characters I, I fucking fell in love with is uh, <laughs> when Ving eventually gets to the fucking roof and he sees his buddy across. Oh, man, that was just was it, that was art. It was, we, was it Bob or Roger? He, uh, he, had, he, had, he had a simple name. When they started doing the messages back yeah. and forth, he was like, he didn't have to say a line. But he was able to deliver some of the best comedic <laughs> fucking moments in that film, especially when they're playing the Who's Who game with the crowd. Yeah, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah, oh Rosie, <laughs> Jay Leno, bah. Bah. <laughs> awesome. Well, okay, was he actually like an original member? Was he uh, Scott Reniger? No, because they make appearances in this. I don't. I you never see a close of a, that. I know dude, they so. did cameo work. Even like Savini does cameo work yeah, in this film. Yeah. But I think the guy that was, was a guy named Andy. Andy, yeah, okay, that was yeah. the guy across the. Yeah, that was Andy. Yeah, it was someone else. Um, what's neat is that on the unrated, uh, the the DVD version that came out, uh, there's like a whole like twelve, fifteen minute little short film that's just Andy's like video log on his side. Really, yeah. and it really doesn't aid to the film at all, but okay. it's there. It's, it's what like, he's doing. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Like, Man, I'm running out of sandwich meat. And he goes like, I'm going to eat eating this shit later. <laughs> they see him eating like dog food. <laughs> I love how they communicate with those. Oh, dude, that was there. awesome. With the dry erase boards. <laughs> it was awesome. They're playing chess. They'd be chess at chessboard. And he's yeah. like, that was awesome. But man, Andy had the gun store yeah, across from the mall. And that was just like, oh, man. He's like, oh, God, this is this has like the perfect mix of like everything can go so right for this group if they can just get to Andy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, with all the term, I mean, there wasn't too much dramatic turmoil. I think Mackay Pfeiffer's really put a lot of time, runtime on the back burner that could have been better used elsewhere. For Andy. Yeah. they Anywhere. They didn't I need mean, his character at all. I hated the, the idea of the gangster guy and the fucking pregnant girlfriend. The French pregnant model. Yeah. yeah. And I can't stand Mackay Pfeiffer. I'm sorry. I fucking cannot I mean, stand I, Yeah. Guy. You could put a gun to my head and I couldn't really name you something he did that was really. High School High with John Lovitz. Brandy. The, the musician? Didn't he do her or something? I don't know. Okay, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. Can't, like, I can't give it to you. I, I, well, I can't think of anything <laughs> else he's been in. Besides Brandy or maybe Monica. I don't know. I can't I think of anything know. else he's been in. Which one was it? The guy Pfeiffer? Yeah. Wait for it. There's a time and a place for answers. <laughs> And it's Google. high school high. Boom! <laughs> the bomb is dropped. He was in high school high. Yeah, he's the main character in high school high. Oh yeah, but John Lovitz. I don't think I remember from high school high is the guy with the braids with the cop car chasing <laughs> was, the braids. Uh, was he in that fucking uh, that John Singleton film uh, with uh, Michael Rappaport? And he was like the runner or the guy that. God damn it! Was it High Crimes or something like that or? It was on with the high school. Jennifer Connelly was in it and all that shit. And he was like the one that was getting tutored and the guy didn't want him. Never mind. I still know what you did last summer. Nobody saw that. Eight Mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was the was mentor Eminem's guy. Friend. Yeah, yeah, he was, was the guy I was always trying to get him to do the rap. Yeah, why are, we, why are we focusing on this douche? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it came up. What else well, did he do? He it doesn't him. say who he was inside, Aaron. Wait. It shows our <laughs> relationships. Google's, just, just Google search that, you know, along with, along with Kim Foyer. You know, Wikipedia really needs to uh, add who they're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> who they banged, who they got half Spouses isn't enough. You who know, who were they romantically involved with? Yes. That's I like you, the sections. You have to go IMDb Pro. You, you like them. those sex shuns. Exactly. I like the personal columns. <laughs> Fat fingers. Fat fingers. Mexican. I got a half interest from Mexican Canadian. Oh, <laughs> back to that. Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, no, I. You know the the whole. 
they could have done without Mackay Pfeiffer and just had the pregnant chick and they're, you know, no, not I mean, focus on her because that whole scene where the baby eats through her and shit's kind of cool. I did. I hated zombie baby. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was, was kind of right. stupid, but I thought it was okay. It was, it, I know they used it for I know they used it for baby. the shock factor just for that. Yeah, scene. it was it, it was total shock. It's factor. like they tried. But to, I, I would have been fine if she was just a background character, like somebody they knew in the. Mall. I think that was just a well. Fucking, that's probably how she got the job. She that was just them all. a shitty way to go. I mean, that was just a shitty fucking part of the script. I was like, why would you write this? You set up almost an exorcist like scene because you have the bitch tied to the thing because she's full on zombie. He's like, I gotta have my baby. I'm just fucking crazy. I'm crazy. I gotta have this baby. I was like, fuck, dude. Why is this happening in this film? It was actually a really good film until this moment happened in the movie. And that kind of killed it for me. I mean, even when you review it nowadays, it's like, God, this is kind of like. And it's so stupid because Mackay Pfeiffer knows she's dying. She knows he knows the baby's dying. But he takes him to the back room and like ties him down. He ties the zombie down to the fucking bed. Get the fuck on with it. I don't know. But I love the part where where uh what's the what's his name fucking Jack Jake Weber yeah Jake Weber where he's like coming up with the plans are like who the fuck are you where what do you do for a living he's like I'm a manager at Best Buy <laughs> <laughs> it's like great <laughs> oh man I like I like where the the Burnell guy goes like I have a boat it's just like, yeah. yeah it's just across the fucking it's like a, it's so far away we'll never fucking get to it. <laughs> I uh, love that fucking character, dude. Even like, there's that scene where he's like fucking the one chick. Yeah, the yeah chick like, like, like it's recording. He's like TV in the background. <laughs> he's hilarious yeah. in this movie, dude. It's like, where's the fucking pink syrup for this fucking you know pink macchiato? Oh, he likes putting in his alcohol. I was like, oh man. Like they're like, all right, well, let's go to your boat. He's like, uh, it's my boat, and none of you are invited. <laughs> I might take you to the chick you was just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, the, the zombie baby spoils what was almost a pretty realistic opportunity to take of what Dawn of the Dead essentially was, mm-hmm. the original. It was just something that was kind of fabricated for, I don't know, like you said, maybe just for pure just shock, shock value. value. And it was just like, ugh. Oh, it was. Well, because before then, what, what had a zombie baby in it? Yeah. Or a zombie fetus? Because everything else plays to, like, everything else is like Walking Dead, and he had this one scene where it's like pure fucking Z Nation. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you went Sci-Fi Network for us for like, mm, like 10, 15 I'm, minutes. I'm pretty sure Snyder wrote that scene. Well, he knew it was going to happen. I mean, okay, all the main characters get introduced, then yes. they meet these other guys. But still, the Mackay Pfeiffer and his wife, like, they're just like, hey, we need to get somewhere safe. My wife's pregnant. You don't hear another word from them for a good 20 minutes. And yeah, then there's yeah. like a 10-minute segment where everybody's talking to the gangster guy. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, okay, Mackay wants his contract fulfilled. We have to give him so much time or yeah. whatever. And it's like, it could have done without. I like the play that they make for the boat. And I like the idea that they had to arm the fucking buses that were the security buses and mm-hmm. stuff. They armed all that shit up. But uh, when they go make that fucking gun run and they're going through the sewers and shit, that was awesome. That was cool. Because you feel like there was a jump cut there, like something was missing because they go directly in there. They stumble upon Annie. Andy's full fucking zombie. They, you know, Ving takes care of him. They raid all the fucking weapons and then they're back out. One of the few scenes you see actually on street level mm-hmm. and you see like. You know, them, they had to actually cut through a vehicle to get back to the sewer fucking yeah. manhole to get back down so they get back to the mall, which is awesome. I love that scene. There's such fucking high energy zombies running after you. Uh, when they're pulling that one guy, he's got two guns and he's just pop shot. Yes. It's like awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, I love that fucking sequence of that shit. And then they leave all people to guard the security door, the boat guy. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, don't close the door. Like, we got to come back in. And like, he fucking walks off and goes and has a drink or some shit. He's not there at the security door. So they get there and they're just banging on the fucking door. All the zombies are coming up the stairwell. Oh, man. I mean, it's just awesome sequence. Well, one of the earlier yeah. scenes I like is uh, the scene whenever Ving Rhames' character and the head security guard, when they're going to get gas in the parking lot in the garage. Because up until then, like, there's a big, you have the security, head security guard versus the, the survivors. Yeah. There's that big rift. And then when they're getting mobbed by all the zombies and all the, the, the creatures and everything like that, they have that moment where they both look at each other and find the finally security guy realizes that, hey, we're just trying to survive as well as you are. Let's work as a team. Let's work as a team. And it's that look, but it, it wasn't like a Martha Safeward look to team up. It was like a mutual respect survive look. Yeah. And that moment I thought was really well done because the music the music's playing up, you know, the, the suspense is getting up there, the terror is, you know, rising. Then all of a sudden... They look at each other, they're working together, and he hands them the shotgun and he goes, Here, you hold them off. I'm gonna get the gas cans. Yeah. And then And it was also a unique zombie in that scene in the parking garage because yeah. he had that legless fucking zombie yeah. and he was like walking the water line rails and yes. shit. And that was awesome. They actually had a WF double amputee actor do to do that. That was crazy. <clears throat> hey, they love their mutilated people. Well, one of my favorite scenes is when they're on the bus fighting the horde. And fucking Glenn loses control of the chainsaw and <laughs> kills Monica and himself. Yeah. 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 It was just like, God, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> just keeps going. That, that's a cool thing. I'm going to be on this bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that bus scene's just, man, when they drive out and like, it's just the biggest fucking zombie horde you've ever seen on fucking film yeah. history. It was awesome. It was a great way of using uh, practical effects and digital effects in one scene mm-hmm. because they got the big far away shot, which you rarely get in some big uh, films. Mm-hmm. And then you got the close in stuff and you see the, the actual horde around the buses. But I like the weapon that they use, the propane bomb, to, to kind of clear out the uh, like the horde away. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, I love the flare. The flare. Oh. Where they, and then like the little small crater of like the body parts that was left behind. I still have that one guy just like picks it up like, ooh. Dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Batista. <laughs> oh man. Chris Pratt. Boom. <laughs> it's an awesome scene. Um and then the way they shot the uh, the when the buses get into the city and they got those really cool uh grays, whites, and blues mm-hmm. of the cityscape. Yeah. That was awesome. And then they had the wreck and then everybody has to get piled into one fucking vehicle. Because they had to go find fucking boat guy's key and shit. They had to stop and get it. I mean, there's just... It's just awesome. Um, But when, what's beautiful is, uh, you know, Jake Weber's character is always trying to take care of Anna. And uh, mm-hmm. he gets that fucking bite that he reveals as to get to the boat. And it's like, you know, it's like that beautiful fucking segue into like them riding off on the boat finally. To the sunset. To the sunset. Like dawn finally setting, I'll show mm-hmm. you, or dawn rising, whatever you want to see it. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, you see the bite mark, you see the horde coming towards the dock, and, you know, hear the gunshot. And this is one of the few films that had uh, uh after credit scene, like I remember. Well, or well, during credit scene. Well, during credit, like different scenes during the credits yeah. to give you an idea of what's happening and their you know, travels. Yeah, which was horrible. <laughs> well, like, well, cause their thing where there's islands that we can go to an Island. They're uninhabited. We can go to these Island. But what you see is them like run out of food. They run out of water. They stumble upon other boats with gross fucking things and ice chests. 
and you know they're basically turning and on vacation, each other. Vacation so. uh, videos of uh, the previous owner, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, that Indian scene always pisses me off because you get that scene where like they get to the island and you just hear the zombies running on the island, yeah. the gunshots. You're like, fuck, they didn't. Nobody made it. Nope. No hope. <laughs> yep. I hope for uh, I hope for a sequel. Never got it, but that yeah, was nice. Well, be glad you didn't get one. I wanted one. I wanted one. Bad. Well, <laughs> well it's just because I, I was... Day got two of them. I, I, I was... Day? There's two days? Sequels? Two remake sequels. Are there? Oh, I'm not talking they're, about that. They're, they're... No. Okay. It's got Ving Rhames in it and Mina Savari and Nick Cannon. I like... That's one remake. I like two of them. Both of them have Ving Rhames and uh, Mina Savari. Only yeah, one like has Nick it. Cannon. Well, uh, Nick... I don't know him. But, yeah, I mean... Fuck, this film... I, I think it was deserving of a sequel because it it was gnarly. It's cool that they leave it ambiguous. The fate's unknown. Yeah. You just hear the gunshots and and then. But uh, I don't know. I, I like the ambiguity of it. I, I thought it played out well. I love when movies in like this, and it's just like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. But I I do like when questions are answered, and I think it deserved another zombie film. Zombies weren't a big thing back. When this came out, it was yeah. just kind of. They like, were starting to come. That's twenty eight days later, right? Man? Well, twenty eight days, days later, later came out, and then this came out. You also and had the twenty eight weeks. You also came had out. the start of Walking Dead. The comic was first introduced during that time. Yeah, but that comic wasn't even well received. It was kind of like, but I mean, fuck, got enough cult following to make a TV show. You know, say eight years later or six years later or whatever the fuck. Okay. So, so final hmm. thoughts. Uh, go ahead, Aaron. Uh, I really like this one. I. Uh, Whenever this one first came out, uh, when I and I heard that Zack Snyder had wrote it, I was kind of up on the wave of you know this is great. He's a good director. James Gunn. No, well, no, when Snyder just directed it. Oh, they said. But but like, but then when I found out that Gunn actually wrote it and it was Snyder's visuals, I'm like, okay, I can see where the talent is and where the After Effects are at. Uh, but I really, I just really like this one. I like this one better than the uh, than the original, just because of it's just fast paced. Uh, um, it's not like kind of dragging out like with the other one. You could. You can check your time on the other one some, a few times when it starts getting slow. This one is just so fast. It goes from one scene to the next to the next, including that lame-ass pregnancy Yeah, shot. that's the only low moment through this whole Yeah, movie. that's the only terrible part I think of. But yeah, the, the security guard is an amazing character. Vin Grames' character was great. Uh, Weber's character was great. I mean, yeah, they're all... It's just a good movie. It's just a really good movie. And for a remake, again, it's up there with the remake for Night just because it's good. It's well done. So... Uh, Original versus remake. Original versus the remake. I'm going to go with the remake on this one. I'm going to have to go with the remake. Original. The original is great for depth and story. Remake is just visually good. So I'm going to remake on this one. Okay. Well, you. Who's next? Um, I'll go next. Um, All right. When I saw this film, I was very happy because I knew that I had a good feeling on, on Zack Snyder. Uh, it was his first film, and I was really looking forward to what he did next, and he did not let me down on the next film because it was 300. Um, taking a Frank Miller comic that was so, you know, had such a style and create an even greater style film and film was awesome. And I appreciate all the uh, love and nuances that were put into this remake because it made it that much better. Because, uh, you know, for better or worse, I mean, James Gunn came out and he wrote a solid screenplay. Um, he did things that were necessary. He did things that paid off great on film. 
Um, there are so many sequences. I can't implore you enough to go buy the unrated version because you get these little nuances that aren't in the theatrical cut that just play better. There's a mop handle scene where he kills a, a zombie in a back room that plays out a lot better because you, you get the extra gore, you get the extra blood, and it's, it's just better. And whether it's just a few seconds or a few minutes, uh, it plays a lot better. I, I remember seeing that when I got the DVD. Um, the, the film is available on Blu-ray, so I say pick it up. I think it's like $6, $7 at Best Buy. Um, what really took me back, though, is Tyler Bates. This is one of the first films that he scored. He goes on to do a lot of great shit. He did, a, um, he did some stuff with uh, House on Haunted Hill. I mean, he's done a lot. Maybe not House on Hill, but he's done a lot of cool scores. I think he's actually worked with Rob Zombie on a lot of his scores, too. But he's a really good fucking composer. He's done some really cool shit that I've actually taken you know, the time to uh, listen to and appreciate because it was like, wow, this is, uh, it's, it's solid work uh, that he put into a lot of his films. And this one was obviously uh, one of the better ones. Um, Jake Weber, he went off to do the dad character for uh, a show called Medium uh, with Patricia Arquette. And he plays a great father for every episode. I mean, he was a great character. I always wish to see more of him because he's a very good actor. He's almost like Kevin Spacey's younger brother. He can hold the fucking uh, scene. He can play a good actor and do a strong job at it. So I was always looking forward to seeing more of him. We saw CJ in a couple other films. But she does a really great job, too. Um, what I take away most from this film is that people can do remakes justice if... I think if you just find the right balance, there's a perfect balance that appreciates the original and appreciates doing something different. And I think this film did it, which is um, extremely rare. And 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 what was later to come with a lot of our remakes, uh, Nightmare for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff like that. And um, I think if that love and appreciation was found in every one of our remakes, we'd be uh, better off right now in a lot of our remake world. But this one was definitely. Uh, gets top fucking notches on my thing when it comes between original remake i'm always going to pull original because that's like you know that's like choosing your mother over your mother-in-law you know you're always going to love your mom more than you do your mother-in-law um but yeah that's where i settle on this shit because uh you are so divorced <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only if chris listens to this yeah, which they don't so <laughs> it's just i'm sorry i mean the original is always going to be like the lullaby that i like going to sleep to uh the dawn of the dead is awesome it's like a pop song i like to pop put in the jukebox every now and then and it's it's always a classic but uh yes yeah, it's, it's never going to be uh, far superior than the original all right well going into it for me uh Fuck, this movie's strong as shit. Like I said, the only part I don't like is about 10 minutes of it. Fucking Mackay Pfeiffer. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that whole baby scene, man. It is so fucking annoying. Are we going to start trending fuck Mackay Pfeiffer? Yeah, I mean, fuck. <laughs> Hashtag fuck that fool. Um, <laughs> fuck that fool. <laughs> fool. I can't stand him in this movie, man. But uh, everybody else is so, super fucking enjoyable. Um, everybody's acting is top notch. Andy's the, acting was better than Mackay Pfeiffer. The goddamn fucking cinematography in this movie is amazing. Uh, the zombies look great. The kills are great. I mean, it's, I can't agree with the boys more. This movie's strong as shit. Now, as far as Zack Snyder goes, I know there's so many fucking haters of this guy, but I just don't see it. Like, pull your head out of your ass. The dude did this 300 Watchmen, which is fucking amazing in my eyes. 
Sucker Punch, which I found amazing. Everybody bitches about that movie. I fucking think that movie's gorgeous. Yeah. And then he gets into the Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, which, you know, whatever you feel about it, you feel about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's too smart for you. I don't blame him as much <laughs> as I, I I blame David Goyer, you know, the writer. I mean, Zach, the the look of it and the directing of it is beautiful. The stories are weak. That's not fucking Zack Snyder's fault. Whatever Man. the fuck. But he can yell cut. Eh, whatever. I mean, people can say whatever they want, but when you look at a, a director's job, it's to make sure that the scene looks right, the acting's on par, and he does that. I don't know what else uh, people expect. He doesn't write these, so why people bitching? Uh, as far as, like, the original versus this, I've always been an original guy, but I, I find the remake to be so fucking strong. It's rare when remakes are actually better. Um there's a few of them. John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, fucking this, I find better. And even though I'm, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. I'll look like an idiot. Sound like an idiot. Uh, but like the start and swing of all these remakes, I think lied within Gus Van Sant's Psycho in 1998, which I thought was amazing. It was shot for shot, scene for scene, and and I think that's why people didn't like it this movie changed that up they didn't do shot for shot they didn't do scene for scene they just did kind of like plot okay people get in trouble they go to the mall um so yeah i would say check this one out absolutely buy it uh if you can get it for 6.99 like jeff said fuck it's yeah. it's worth it it's worth it all day yeah dude totally and yeah the unrated version is better it little is. little although they added about two more minutes to the baby storyline yeah but uh other than that it's fucking you can good. fast forward through that don't fast forward just watch it but when you watch it you're going to agree with us unless you're Mackay pfeiffer that he needs to be cut out of that movie completely so fans make a uh edit the Pfeiffer cut anti-pfeiffer cut and we'll uh, do god that. i wish some fanboy would do that oh, that'd be great oh, i appreciate this it's show. happening right now the only thing that sucks is he's involved in so much of the ending because he's, he's a big part of all that bullshit well he like, kills somebody yeah you know, well he heals the the, the the older lady because mm -hmm. she's the one that mm -hmm. pops the fucking kid so yeah fucking bastard He's an idiot. Uh, yes. Just his entire dialogue. He's the weakest link of this movie. It's a really weak link. But uh, everybody else makes up for it. Uh, Ty Burrell fucking that chick while Ty flexing. <laughs> like, he's hilarious. <laughs> like, even filming even it. like the one scene was kind of weak. I, I still dealt with it because I just watched a fucking zombie baby. It was the uh, let's put sandwiches on the dog and have Andy blow the dog whistle and like go yeah. through a little door. <laughs> and like the zombies like stop and like are able to get in the doggy door to fucking get in there. So I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> I don't know, but it, uh, it's a seriously strong movie. I, yeah. I enjoy the shit out yeah. of it. I think uh, the only anticlimactic thing that came out from walking out of the theater was that there was um, that bikerless scene. Like when they come back from the yeah. gun shop and that door gets left open, that was kind of like a zombie horde that kind of pushed them out. Like, oh, we have to leave and we have to use buses because we didn't get here on helicopters like the original. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a fun twist. I mean, I love the play on it. Nothing's they, wrong. They should have had some human opposition. I agree. Yeah, they, yeah, and kind of updated with like like the urban inner city gangs but instead what, of a what may help what helped me understand why they couldn't do that though was that they're running they're running zombies oh. and the the huge zombie horde that they kept on implying because yeah, when they're mall. playing with when yeah. they're playing down with the sickness and all that shit uh, -huh. uh you see that tennis ball scene when the tennis ball falls 
and then you just <laughs> see like that huge fucking horde. Yeah. And you're like, there's no fucking way. There's no way that bikers are going to be like, oh, we're going to roll up and fuck with these people come at the on, mall. Come on, they roll up in Cadillacs and just start drive-bys. Shit. You, you, you ain't escaping that. That's a horde that you wouldn't get <laughs> Have through. you seen a shoplifter run out? You'd have to have like Mad Max Fury Road. Fucking, well, like, they did. Well, to <laughs> a small did. extent. No, you, you would, st- I mean, at even running over all those, you'd get stuck. I mean. Yeah, I think at some point you, you get so get many fucked. bodies in your fucking... I mean, there's so many fucking zombies that they actually come up with a game like fucking Rosie O'Donnell to fucking <laughs> Burt find her in the crowd. It's like Rosie. it's like a fucked up version of Where's Waldo. So. Gotcha. <laughs> Guess who? So it's a pretty tie game here with the Dawn series. Um, catch us next episode as we will get back together and we'll talk about Day of the Dead. Do we have to talk about the sequels? The sequel remakes? Maybe we'll mention them. I have not. I won't. I won't ask you to watch them. Yeah, they're they're terrible. They're terrible. Which ones? Yeah, the, the, the oh, Day, Day of the Dead. Dead. So we're gonna cover Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead yeah. to end out our Ramiro series. I can't wait till we do the Ghostbusters review. We're that. doing this. Yes, God. we're gonna do Ghostbusters original verse remake. No. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm down for that. If we're, we're gonna do that, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for that. We're gonna bring. <laughs> we're gonna bring Harold Ramis in for a, as a special guest. We can bring the Ghost of Mackay Pfeiffer in for a special. I guest. do have a Ouija board. I like the spirit board talk. We could Let's do, do this. this. We'll do a video. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. We'll do, we'll Did do you the, like the remake? We'll do it like white noise. We'll use, <laughs> no. we'll use an eight ball. Magic eight ball. <laughs> Will this be better? Fuck no. <laughs> All right. We, we could probably get Ernie Hudson. He's not doing anything. To the new episode we're going to do about, uh, we're going to actually play Cards of Humanity and we are? Okay. <laughs> Aaron's so gullible. <laughs> well, Jeff says it, and I don't know if he's joking or if he's... Oh, so Jeff's the leader? Yeah. He owns, you know, it's his house. It's his house. It's his equipment. So, it's his podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We love you, Jeff. This Do is, not this is, tune in. <laughs> so from all of us, all of you, uh, as... Fucking uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> as Nate said, uh, don't keep it scary. This is Jeff. This is Aaron. Bye-bye. That's right. We'll see you next time, then, with the whip it out and the blades and the skates and the chains and all that. Oh, my goodness. That's I mean, a fine specimen of Alabama black Oh, name. my God. <laughs> yeah, lasso that up like Wonder Woman on steroids. You got the shotgun blasting up and all over in the face. Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like us on Facebook and Twitter, and if you like what you hear, leave a review on the iTunes and Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary. sickness is rising it seems that all that was good has died oh no the world is a scary place now that you've woken up the demon in me
Die. 